Good day and welcome to the Waystations Ministries podcast. I'm Greg Spencer with a light for your journey and a good word for the road. It's great to be traveling together and I thank you for coming with me. Let's ride together for a while. Hello again and welcome to the Waystations podcast. My name is Greg Spencer and it's a privilege to be sharing with you once again as we're trying to explore ways in which to make life and living a little bit better in the midst of very interesting times. (laughs) So I hope you're doing well. I know most that I have encountered are not. Uh, It seems to be stressed out over just about everything. There's conflicts over politics. There's conflicts over uh, decisions that are being made. There's conflicts with others. There's conflicts even within ourselves. And uh, there doesn't seem to be any relief from it. A lot of people are searching for it. A lot of people want it, but we don't know really where to find it. Have you ever had a hard time asking for anything from someone else? Do you feel like you have to do it on your own? Do you ever feel overwhelmed or irritated or frustrated or helpless and not really knowing what to do about it? Well, I think this is the result of the culture in which we live for, have lived for the last, oh, I don't know, 20, 30 years, where everything seems to be about ourselves. I think maybe we've polluted something. I think we've taken the idea, the long-held idea, that we pull ourselves up by our own bootstraps, and we've made ourselves isolated from other people. We've taken it too literally. We think that we have to do it ourselves, or there's something less about us if we don't do it ourselves. We consider ourselves weak if we can't handle it, or if we can't fix it, or if we can't resolve it. We put ourselves down. We fill ourselves with guilt. We fill ourselves with uh, shame. We feel, uh, fill ourselves with a feeling of inadequacy, helplessness, hopelessness. And so we withdraw from everybody and everything. We enjoy less and less. And yet we still want things to be better, but the things that we're doing are really not working, are they? Why don't we ask? Are we afraid of getting a no? Are we afraid that the other person is going to think poorly of us if we were to ask for help or to ask for uh, some kind of guidance or even just to listen? Are we afraid of our image? Do we think that we'll look bad or do we think that we'll look weak if we have to ask for help? Take a moment and think for yourself, what would happen if someone was hoping to help, just waiting for the opportunity to help, knowing that they can make a difference, they can offer comfort, they can offer encouragement, they could maybe offer wisdom or experience, maybe they could help us find the answer to what we're seeking, but they don't want to interfere, interfere. they don't want to impose, they don't want to add to our problems or our stress, and so they're just hoping, they're waiting, they're anticipating, oh, if they would only give me the opportunity then I would give them what they need or what I think they need, or at least would be able to face it together and they'd know they're not alone. It's not that we don't want help. It's just that we don't want to ask for it. We're afraid to. And I think that's happening to a lot of people spiritually too. 
I think what's happening is there's an awful lot of folks that either weren't raised in the church or have heard bad stories about church or Christians. We've seen some of the worst. That's what gets the press most of the time. And so they don't trust God. They don't trust the faith. They're not sure about the houses of faith or worship or the people that go there. And so, again, they isolate themselves and they really don't even try. They, they have a scripture from the Gospel of Luke in chapter 11, verses 9 and 10, where Jesus is offering the message of God. What he says is, ask and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be open for you. For everyone who asks receives, and everyone who searches finds. And for everyone who knocks, the door will be opened. Now, that's an encouraging word. That's a really great offering. It starts off with this first line, ask and it will be given to you. How few of us are willing to ask? How many of us just keep it to ourselves and struggle and suffer and isolate and feel worse and worse and worse? Maybe God is asking us to ask because God loves but will not interfere, won't impose but will offer the whole strength of heaven, the wisdom of God, the, the love of God, would be happy to be poured out to us if we would ask. Well, folks who don't believe or don't trust or have these doubts about church or about God, well, they're not asking, are they? So they want, but they don't ask. And they don't ask people who do go to church. They just alienate themselves. They, they see themselves as opponents or they're just not interested but they are interested and just don't know it. I think there's a lot of people who are spiritually searching, spiritually hungry, and have no idea that that's the answer to their heart-sick problems. That's why we're waiting to do whatever we can and all they need to ask, and we will give. The second line is, seek, and you will find. Well, if people are not familiar with faith, if they're not familiar with God or Jesus or the Holy Spirit, then they don't recognize where love is surrounding them. And they might think of persons who are trying to be kind as, eh, I don't know, having their own agendas, thinking that there's a reason or that they want to take something or they want to take advantage. There's a skepticism. There's a doubt that blocks them from really seeking to understand what is in the heart of this person, what is in their intent for what they want to do. If I'm looking, what am I looking for? Am I looking for reasons to doubt? Am I looking for reasons to say no? Am I looking for the worst? That's where a lot of the conversation is. I see a lot of people talking about how terrible things are, and it doesn't get them anywhere. It doesn't make any improvements. And it's the same conversation over and over and over again. I'm miserable, and this is why it is today. Well, that doesn't make anybody happy. <laughs> it doesn't improve anything. So maybe what we should be seeking is something a little bit different than what we've been focusing our attention on. Then it says, knock, and the door will be open for you. I think this is a, a big truth that Jesus says. And in verse 10, he says, for everyone who asks, receives, everyone who seeks, finds, and for everyone who knocks, the door will be opened. 
Now, this is where a lot of people would have a doubt or a question. Wait a minute. I ask all the time. Well, maybe you do. There's a lot of people that want to win the lottery. There's a lot of people that want all the money that they can think of to answer their problems. But that's not really what their soul is asking for. That's not really what they need. But they ask. And here's the problem. We're asking for the wrong stuff, and we're asking in the wrong places, and we're asking the wrong persons, if we ask at all. But the answer is, for everyone who asks, receives. So maybe we ought to be thinking, what is it that I'm asking? And what is it that I'm receiving? Maybe I'm getting a lot more than I think. And maybe it's not the kind of receipt that I want to have. Everyone who searches finds. Well, if we're looking to get a rise out of somebody else, if we're looking to make someone else feel badly, if we're trying to dissuade our angst against someone else, and uh, or if we share gossip in order to make other people feel miserable, oh, we'll find that. We will find what it is we're looking for. That so gives us a sense of responsibility. Let me think about what it is that I'm really trying to do. Why am I trying to do that? What do I think I'm going to gain from it? See what's happening? We're causing people to think about what they say and what they do and why. And maybe have the opportunity to change it if it's not getting the results they're looking for. And then it says, for everyone who knocks, the door will be opened. I think this is an awesome expression of the Lord for what God is saying is everyone who offers the invitation to God, the door will be opened and you are invited in. And this is for everyone. Oh yeah, even those that have intend badly, if you ask or if you knock, the door will be opened. The opportunity will be given regardless of how you're acting or how you think you're going to respond there will be an opportunity to experience God, to get closer to the love and blessings that God is offering. God doesn't refuse that to anybody. There's a lot of folks who don't want to hear it. There's a lot of folks that don't want to listen to it. They don't want to find the benefit in it. They'd rather doubt. I know a lot of people that would rather be miserable than to change. But the door is always opened. For anyone who knocks, for anyone who asks, for anyone who seeks. Well, that's a pretty big gift of love. What's so cool about that is God doesn't really need the credit. God created us in love, and because God is infinite, we really aren't that significant, are we? <laughs> now, imagine that God loves and truly intends best, but will not impose or interfere. Therefore, they rejoice when we ask. Oh, what can I ask for? God, I need peace of heart. I need well-being of soul and spirit. I need comfort in my thinking. I need peace in my thinking. I need reassurance that I'm okay. I need to have some sense of value. I'd like to have some meaning in my life through or in spite of all this mess that's going on around me. I don't want to be miserable. Can you help? Will you help? Now, those are pretty reasonable questions to ask, don't you think? No, a lot will ask for money or for toys or things, but it's not really those things that will bring the answer that we seek. No, if we open ourselves to how God might respond, our asking will open the door for God to make a difference on God's terms rather than ours. Seeking, what do we want to look for? Well, let's start with a presumption. 
If you presume the worst, that's what you're going to find. If you're looking for the most miserable, lousy things, if you're looking for reasons to complain, oh, there's plenty of reasons to do that. You can find that everywhere. Well, you can also do the same if you're looking for good. If you'd like to have some good in your life, if you'd like to find the presence or evidence of God's grace, if you want to find out if God is real and if God loves, there's plenty of evidence for that too. What you seek is going to determine what you find. So let's give some attention to what we're seeking. What am I really looking for? What do I really want to have happen? What am I really saying? What am I really thinking? What am I really doing? And why? I want to seek good in my life. So if there's a rough time going on and there's challenges that we have to face, there's still sunny days and beautiful evenings. There are hot days and then there are cool days. There are days of problems, but there's also interspersed in those days people that we know and care about, food that we get to eat, water that we get to drink. We get to choose what we're going to wear, what we're going to say, what we're going to do, where we're going to go. There's an awful lot of freedom in spite of how difficult the circumstance or situation might be. So what am I looking for? What am I looking at? What am I paying attention to? Because that's going to determine what I see, what I hear, what I feel, and what I think. Now this last one. Knock and the door will be open for you. God may just be waiting for us to open the door for God to come in. And God opens the door for us that we might enter in. See, once you start to know God and start to see those blessings, a, not, a normal response is to appreciate it, to enjoy it, to give thanks for it. Now, we do that with other people all the time. Someone gives us kind consideration. Someone gives us a gift. Someone shows support. Someone's willing to listen. And we are immediately grateful. And it eases our burden. It helps us to feel better. Well, all of this is an opportunity. All of this is the opening of the door for us to focus more on good than bad, to feel better rather than worse. It is a way of experiencing what we call the kingdom of God on earth. Now, I know that sounds religious. I know that sounds pretty overwhelming, and you don't know if you can trust it or believe it. But let me ask you this. How much of what you've been doing has brought you peace of mind or peace of heart? How much of what you've been saying and the way you've been saying it has brought you some sense of satisfaction or well-being and affected positively the people around you? Or do you find yourself isolated, alone, miserable, bitter, uncomfortable, fearful, anxious? See, we shape what our destiny is going to be by whether we hope or whether we fear whether we strive or whether we give up, whether we believe or whether we doubt. So I'm suggesting that the good is all around us. The potential is always with us. And God is just waiting to open the door for us and to welcome us in. But what has to happen first is we have to open the door to our hearts and we have to let God in. Maybe if we were to do that, we would find the opportunities. We would feel better. We would see better. And we would not allow ourselves to be overwhelmed or defeated. We would not allow ourselves to be overcome by our emotions or our problems. They don't deserve that. They don't deserve to control us. 
And so maybe we find by abiding with God that life becomes better and we stay in a sense of well-being in a sense of worth and a sense of hope no matter what happens. Oh, this is what I wish for you. This is what I wish for everyone. I wish I could help people to move in that direction so that they would never be afraid. They would never be overwhelmed. They would never be so broken or meaningless or fearful that they wonder about the quality of their lives or the abundance of their lives or the presence of God or the gifts of love or the signs of grace all around them. The more we can see that, the happier we'll be. The happier we are, the more peaceful we will be. The more peace we have, the more grateful we will be. And the less we'll allow the lousy stuff of the world to take over. Wouldn't that be a better world? (laughs) It can be for each and every one of us, each in its own little ways, to make our lives more beautiful and better. All the tools are there. The intent is there. The hope is there. We're waiting, waiting for us to say yes, so that they might also say yes to us. Well, that's our podcast for today. I hope it's given you something to think about. I hope that you'll try it. I hope that you'll try one of these ideas. Maybe try two, because I think that if you try it, first of all, you'll see the effect that it has and the difference that it makes. And secondly, you may just like it. And the more you do that, the easier it gets. And the easier it gets, the more happy you are in taking those steps. And pretty soon you find that every step you take is a joyful experience of making life even better. Don't have to be big steps, but every step is a 100% improvement. And that's what I pray for you. In the midst of all of this, what the people are looking for out of the darkness are the people of light, the people who are cheerful, the people who are kind, the people who are confident, those who care about others and help them to do the same. Those are the ones who shine light in the midst of the darkness and who brings people up and out of the pit, the abyss, and help them to live better too. We're all on the journey. It's just a question of what steps we take. Take some good ones and have a great week. Thank you so much. Well, I'd like to thank you for being with us this time and hope that you'll join us again next time next week when we get together for a little more time on the road together. May it be good for you all the way through.